0: What is the context of the book of Jude? Who wrote it and why did they write it? Today on The Midweek Move, we're gonna discuss that. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Move, podcast extension of The Healing Places, the podcast where we're going to have the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what is happening here? And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are beginning the journey through the book of Jude. This is another one of those one-chapter books that are in the scriptures that often many people they kind of skip over. They breeze past it like, oh, it's just a page. Maybe I'll get to it later and... Some people just don't. And today we're going to be going into it because this is such an important document within the church. Not just church history, but in our faith as a whole. The book of Jude has some very essential uh, teachings that we need to grip as a society. But what's the context of it? Who wrote it and why did they write it? Let's dig into that today. First off... The conversation of who wrote Jude. Who is this Jude person? Jude, which by the way is a form of of Judah or Judas, is only identified within the book as the brother of James. Now this is an interesting question. Who is James? And scholars in church history has kind of narrowed it down to James, the one who wrote the book of James, which we did cover, by the way, here on the Midweek Move at one point in time, but this James, James the Just, James, the leader of the church of Jerusalem, is the half-brother of Jesus. Which means that Jude himself is a half-brother of Jesus also. This is part of Jesus' earthly family that did not know Jesus as the Messiah. This is an interesting aspect. This is a another writing of a person who knew Jesus before he w- was crucified, before he resurrected and ascended to the right hand of the Father, but did not worship Jesus, did not understand Jesus as the Messiah until that point. And some people who have, have read this, they they bring up the fact that you know, this could be part of the reason why there's this very humble Opening, he says that he is a servant of Jesus Christ, and then brings on the fact that he is the half or the brother of James. And this is an interesting conversation. <clears throat> it's this humility that marks who he is. He's not going, I, I'm Jude, the brother of Jesus. He's avoiding that, but he is invoking the authority of James, which is important to our next question as to. When is this written, and why is it being written to? Now, the writing of this, when it was written, that's an interesting conversation of itself. Likely, if Second Peter did in fact use uh, reference this particular book, then it has to have taken place prior to sixty five A.D. Which, again, this is super. Early church history, likely between 60 and 65 AD is what a lot of scholars are saying that this was written in. And during this time frame, the church is expanding, it's growing, there are a lot of things taking place. But there's a still an emphasis on Jerusalem. Jerusalem is still kind of the hub. And James the Just, or James of Jerusalem, he's the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And likely this letter is being written to a community of Messianic Jews who understand who James is as the leader of that community, the church, the believers who are coming out of Jerusalem. So by saying that he is a servant of Jesus, the brother of James, he's actually helping to kind of give that authority of going, hey, look, I'm not just writing you just willy-nilly. I'm not just some random person. There's an authority that's coming with me. And that is that the guy who's leading us at the moment, James, I, I'm in relationship with him. I'm in covenant with him for some very specific reasons. But who he's writing to is is interesting in itself. We understand that this is probably a Messianic community because of the, the references that he makes. Within this book, he's going to make some very interesting references back to the Old Testament. But also to some writings of antiquity. He's writing some writings that were not canon. They're not scriptures at all. Neither the Jews nor us as Christians recognize them as canon or scripture, but they are historical writings. There are things that people have have read and that they would know if they were raised in a very Jewish society. So the community who's reading this understands these things intrinsically, which leads us to believe that there's probably a group of Messianic Jews who are reading Jude's letter. Now, we also discover, though, that Jude, when he's writing to them, he originally planned to write something very different, which is a a, a letter about the shared experience of salvation in the community that's brought to around it. But something has happened in this community that has stirred him. And he's like, we have to... Fix something now. <laughs> There's something seriously wrong in this moment, and we have to get on this and make sure that we are good to go because this is not good. What's taking place, and what that is, is a type of heresy that has seeped in or beginning to seep into the church. We've talked about this several times. This was a uh, uh, over the over the last year or so of the Midweek Move. Several of the writings are dealing with an evil an early heresy known as Gnosticism, which puts a lot of emphasis on the spiritual side of things and the flesh being ignored. There's a dichotomy to God. There's a good God, and then there's an evil God. It's, it's a really messed up thought process. But within the midst of this Gnosticism, this being infiltrated to the church by people who are claiming to be um, part of the community, they are itinerating, going. Hey, we are. We're speaking for so and so. We're speaking for you know, you know these leaders and these leaders. They're coming in with this authority, claiming to represent Christ. They are bringing a teaching that teaches that because the grace of Jesus is so great, and because salvation is very much about the spiritual side of things, not the physical side of things, then it doesn't really matter what you do. Physically, the moral laws of moral convictions, the moral restrictions of the faith, because there are some, don't matter. You can do whatever you want to. And it led people into a world of embracing sinful sensuality and greed in a very destructive manner. It was shaking the church in a terrible fashion. And Jude sees this and he's like, I have to address this. I'm sending a letter right now to this community and we're going to bring this to attention and we're going to bring some correction. And in it, we kind of see three things taking place. The first aspect, the first part that takes place with the book is a warning against these false teachers Using examples of God's judgment from the past. Again, the idea is that God wouldn't judge them because they're under this new grace. The idea is that because the grace of Christ is so grand, it's so marvelous, you can do whatever you want. And what the writer is going, mm, no. Jews like God it very much judges us based off our actions. You cannot ignore the moral code. And this is where we see him referencing some things, not just from scripture, but some writings of antiquity that you really wouldn't get unless you were a Jewish person who grew up reading various Jewish conversation type pieces. The second thing that takes place is a description of these false teachers and the coming judgment they face. So Jude's like, okay, I've explained to the people who need to know you're wrong. Let me explain who these people are. Let me describe them to you and the judgment that's coming to them. What God's going to do with these individuals. And finally, Jude wraps it up by bringing a specific challenge to the church. To these true believers of what they should do and how they should respond in the situation. Now, why is this important? Why is this an important thing? It's important because these conversations about ignoring the moral code, the moral laws or within the scriptures. This conversation of well, it's all spiritual and you know, we can all get there. This is not an old thing that just disappeared. These are conversations that take place today. There are many people who fall into the trap of what I would call modern gnosticism. Because they're doing what is commonly called deconstruction, basically. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't examine our faith and break things down and understand them with a biblical context, but what I am saying is that there are those that, imp- some, in, some with good intentions, trying to understand their faith better, have decided to throw away the scriptures as a whole, throw away what God is saying, and embraced modern Gnosticism and said, you know, it doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want to. And James, not James, but Jude is addressing the situation 2,000 years ago, and it needs to be addressed today. We need to have this conversation with ourselves and understand what God has for us and how we should act and respond to people. I want to encourage you guys to really listen in for the next couple weeks because I think this is going to challenge a lot of folks. It's going to encourage you, but it's going to challenge you. And it may even adjust how you see the world around you and how you interact with other people. Again, guys, we we don't do this just for the heck of it. We put this out there as a tool to help you grow, to help you discover more about what God has for you and for you to become, what God's called you to be. And if we can encourage you in a way, if we can pray with you, if we can answer questions that perhaps you have coming from these conversations within the text itself, Let us know. Reach out to us at mediahub at thbstreetport.com. Or you can, contrarily, you can reach us on our social media platform Facebook. We have uh, just look for a midweek mover right there and let us do life with you. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit us up on YouTube. Just leave a comment on there to this video and ask questions. Ask good questions. Let's have a conversation together and grow together. So until next time, have a great week.